Parenting is often lived in the extremes. It's either great joy or chaotic overwhelm. In one moment, you're nailing it, and the next, you're losing your cool. I want to help you find your way to the messy middle, to a place of balance. You see, balance is a verb, not a state of being. It is a thing you do, not a thing you are. It is an action, a process, a series of micro-corrections that you make each and every day to keep yourself feeling centered. We are never truly balanced. We are engaged in the process of balancing. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Froyan, and this is the Balanced Parent Podcast, where overwhelmed, stressed out, and disconnected parents go to find tools, mindset shifts, and practices to help them stop yelling at the people they love and start connecting on a deeper level, all delivered with heaping doses of grace and compassion. Join me in conversations that will help you get clear on your goals and values and start showing up in your parenting, your relationships, your life with open-hearted authenticity and balance. Let's go. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Laura Froyan, and today I'm so excited to have a conversation with you, and I'm going to be joined by Aaron and Stephen Mitchell of, oh gosh, let me get your handle right, on Instagram, Couples Counseling for Parents. Yes, good. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to be talking all about how to disagree well in front of our kids as parents. We get this question, I'm sure you too get this question all the time, is it okay to disagree in front of our kids? How can we do that in a way without harming our kids? How should we handle it as parents when we have a disagreement and we've got our kids around? So Aaron, Stephen, thank you so much for coming and joining me on the show to talk about this really important topic. Why don't you tell us first a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. Thank you yeah. so much for having yeah, us. Thanks We're a really lot. excited to be here. Why don't you tell them about us? So we are, like you said, I'm Erin Mitchell. This is Stephen Mitchell. I do like doing the introduction because I feel like, like you, Dr. Laura, Stephen doesn't always say that he's a doctor. So he worked really hard like you did to get his PhD. <laughs> I have a master's in counseling. So we both do have clinical training, which is a really fun and exciting part of our marriage. It also can mm-hmm. make us overthink. It means that... <laughs> really perfect and we just never you know we never never have disagreements do you never (laughs) Stephen actually told me this week that he had to get a PhD to figure out how to talk to me Uh, I hope all of our listeners know that, you know, so with three therapists in the room, we're, we're giggling a little bit about this because it can be really hard to be married to a therapist. I can't imagine having two in a relationship and none of us are perfect. We all mess it up all the time. It is so much easier to tell other people what to do and to practice those skills with other people that aren't an attachment figure with you. Yes. So Yes. 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 We make all the mistakes. We have all the same struggles that you do. We're not perfect. All the time. No. (laughs) We also have three kids. So we have a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and an almost four-year-old. That's right. Oh, yay. Yeah. yeah. And so we get to have a family together and we get to work together. So we do see couples. We have our Instagram page, like you said. We also develop courses online because there are a lot of barriers to, to seeing a therapist. So we have sort of gone the route of trying to make mm-hmm. uh, therapeutic ideas and experiences accessible without having to go to therapy, although we totally believe in therapy. Um, and have gone like, ourselves yeah. and like, you know, yeah. you, there, you know, I, I'm a licensed therapist and that kind of stuff. So we definitely support it, but there's barriers. Um, Everybody. Yeah. Can. There can be a cost and time and accessibility. And so, yeah, it's often not covered by insurance, which yeah. really limits accessibility for yeah. sure. We're, I mean, yeah. and it's so wonderful that there are resources for the do-it-yourselfers out there. <laughs> that's yeah. right, the do-it-yourself <laughs> there. That's what we do. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's who we are in the world. And we enjoy working together. And speaking of disagreements in front of your kids, sometimes we have some disagreements in front of our kids about... <laughs> our work life and and all kinds of things and so it's definitely something that we experience and we have a whole lot of passion around working with couples and yeah and healthy families and healthy Mm -hmm. couples healthy kids it's Stephen and I neither one came from families where well my parents divorced when I was three 
Stephen's parents stayed together much longer. But yeah, they, they divorced after 43 years of marriage. Wow. That tells you what the, those 43 years might have been like. But it was tough for you. Yeah, it was, it, was really, it was really hard. But we have that kind of perspective of we really feel like part of being good parents, or quote unquote good, whatever, you know, however you want to define that, but is having a healthy couple relationship. And mm-hmm. so that by ha- having that healthy couple relationship and working on that, you're actually doing good parenting. Yeah. Um, by thinking about your relationship and so that's our and it's sort of the necessary caveat I did come from a single mm-hmm. parent yeah, household, sure. so it's not the only way to right. be good parents is to be in a healthy couple relationship but when you are in a healthy couple relationship it's tremendously helpful yeah, um, yeah. it's not like single parents aren't yeah aren't important or can't have work yeah we're just kind of we focus on focus, partnered yeah. relationships since that kind of gets yeah to- Absolutely. No, thank you for that kind of caveat. And it is so important to know that the trappings of a healthy couple relationship, the the interactions, the qualities, the skills and tools you need to have a healthy couple relationship also apply to lots of different relationships, right? So single parents often are not doing that completely on their own. They have friend networks, they have, you know, other family members who are helping out with kids and all of these things that we're going to talk about today apply to pretty much any healthy adult relationship, right? So if we're striving for healthy relationships with the people we love, that's, I mean, the stuff we're talking about, it matters. I, I think that's exactly right. Yep. It does matter. And it is, I don't know, because I've never been a single parent. I've just been raised by a single parent, but it's hard as a daughter of a single mom was tough but I don't think tougher than the kids, sure. our kids. I just think it's different. It's different, different. tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it didn't seem easy. My mom had a really, she, she made it and look she, easy. She was a great mom. She worked really hard. And... Yeah, she did. But yeah, it's tough. So yes, mm-hmm. I do. it's relationships, right? We're talking about healthy and secure relationships and whatever relationships you happen to be in. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question then. So Okay, we can go two directions. So one part of me really wants to ask you, so like, what does a healthy relationship mean? Like, what does that actually mean? What are the metrics? What, you know, what is a healthy relationship? But I also want to, I feel like we should go down the road of how do we know what's healthy when maybe we didn't get to witness that? And how can we expect ourselves to have the tools and skills we need to have a healthy relationship if we didn't grow up in a context where we got to learn those skills and tools as we were growing up? So you pick, where are we going (laughs) with those things? Well, I, so I think of like, if I start with the second, you know, yeah. how, how do you know, like kind of the aspects of like, what is a healthy relationship? I think in some ways, like you don't, like you, like you really don't, like, you know, I, like if I think of my own individual life, there were some challenges, there were some difficulties in, in my experience growing up. I didn't see a lot of healthy relationships. I definitely didn't see a healthy partnered relationship between my parents, but it was really interesting so like innately, I knew in myself, I was like, oh, this is the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Right? I, 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 this doesn't like, this doesn't feel right. And so I do think that there's just some kind of uh, maybe parts of being human where we kind of get a sense of like, you know, oh, people maybe should, you know, being kind to other people makes sense. And like, if you have like something that you feel like you should be able to say it and, and somebody should listen to that. Like we kind of have those basic things, I think. But I think that what happened is what happens, what happens at least for me, is I was told those are wrong. Mm-hmm. Those are wrong. That doesn't matter. That's not. And then what, what I began to develop was all kinds of like, uh, you know, in strategies. therapy speak, we call it, you know, maladaptive, you know, ways yeah. of being or protective strategies to deal with that. And learned a way of being in relationship that honestly resulted in I think one of the indicators too of like maybe things aren't right is you know when you think of things like depression anxiety you know you think of you know addiction you think of all these things that begin to develop within individuals which are very human you know these things happen when for me what happened for me is like I became really depressed and I was like huh this doesn't seem sustainable like I'm not doing so well and then that made me say maybe I need to learn something new. And the way I went about learning something new is I did, I went to therapy and, you know, kind of began to like learn these new skills that I'd never heard about, that I'd never Mm -hmm. known, you know, like, you know, empathy, validation, you know, expressing vulnerability, all this kind of stuff. I was like, what are you talking about? And experiencing that, then what began to happen is I began to kind of get a sense of like, oh, when I'm with healthy people in a healthy relationship, I 
feel validated. I feel like there's empathy. I feel like people understand me. I want to understand people. I feel like I can understand other people. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, talk about emotions. And even though it might be hard and difficult, I can do that. I don't feel as depressed. Oh, I don't feel as anxious. Like these kinds of things begin to happen. And I think it's really tough because in some ways there's a feeling about it. Mm-hmm. So you it's know, hard they, to describe, hard to pin down yeah, the name. You know, um, in an attachment language, they talk about this idea of feeling felt. You know, yeah. you, you felt feel sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I think that what I had to learn what that, well, I didn't even know what that felt like. Therapy helped me learn what it feels felt like and then healthy relationships and so and, you know it's tough like you, but you do have to work you have to mm-hmm. learn new skills is what I would say and I think that some people in relationships are like either you got it or you don't like, yeah right oh, you know, these, these are things you learn these are things you work at same thing in a partnered relationship either your your relationship's great or it's not like well you know I mean it's great or it's not if you work at it And And if you have two people who are in it and committed, you know, who both recognize within them very human desire to feel seen and heard and to connect authentically with another person. If you've got two people who are committed to figuring it out together, yeah, there's good work to do there. Yes, I think the the commitment word, like that just Mm -hmm. speaks to me. And Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the disagreement. Health is not not disagreeing or not fighting or not hurting each other yeah, um, health yeah. is the commitment to when that happens we we talk about it yeah we bring it up I say hey that really hurt my feelings or like you can't say those things to me or I don't like that or you know being able to express the, you well I was gonna say and repeatedly doing that because there's times you come to me like you hurt my feelings I'm like I don't care like, you know what? You heard mine. So there you go. And we're, and you go back and it's being able to come back like at the end of it that you're like, oh, like you still work through it. You keep trying because, you know, initially when I'm like, I don't care, like, I don't really mean that. What I mean is like, well, my feelings are really hurt. And I'm not, I, you've that's, got your mal- that's your maladaptive protective strategy. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> totally. That's like, right. And, and mm-hmm. that's part of the work that we do with couples is helping the other partners see that. Mm-hmm. So of course they care. Like we've put right. in too much work to stop hearing at this <laughs> point, but like, oh, but that's a real protective place. Yeah. Like, okay. Like I could take, I could take that really personally and I probably do. And I can see, oh, this is a really important protective place. Like this, yeah. this needs some time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something that helps me when that comes up, even with, with my kids, cause kids say that too. Kids, kids oh, yeah. you know, like they say, you, you know, you know, like, you, you hit your sister, it looks like she's hurting. And they say, I don't care. You know, right. like, I like to reframe that as like, they're feeling so vulnerable at this moment in time that they can't care. They can't allow themselves to care because it would be too much. Right. I, I think that's really helpful. Okay. So I feel like we're, we're skirting around the issue. So these <laughs> things come up in families all the time. And I think you're highlighting something, Erin, really well here that I just want to kind of pull out is that conflicts and disagreements are not bad. You're saying that they are a natural part of being in any relationship. They're there. They're going to happen. And I'm assuming we're aligned in this, that they can actually be quite a lovely way to connect. They can actually, if they're done well, they can deepen a bond, deepen a a relationship where you come out the other side feeling even more seen, more heard, and more connected. Yeah? Much better than I would have said it, but yes. We actually talk to our kids about this, that it is part of how we do connect. Because if we were just fine all the time, just on um, the surface, we just keep it nice and um, easy and fine. You don't really have those values, which we do all try to avoid. No one likes to feel hurt. No one likes to acknowledge they hurt their brother or sisters or partner's feelings. But we do. And it isn't until we go into that that we get to come out of it too like you know like you get to be like oh I do feel felt Mm -hmm. and like you do care this big Mm -hmm. big thing I had matters to you Uh, that feels way better than this flatlined life of like fine we're okay it's fine we're I'm fine well Um, I think you've described I, I think there's all kinds of protective strategies in the universe but I find that there's there seems to be two that oftentimes present themselves in a in a relationship when it comes to conflict, one person just sort of swallows everything and doesn't say anything, just keeps that neutral, like, you know, let's not make any waves, you know, it's okay, whatever it might be. 
And there might be another partner or, you know, expression where it's very emotive. It's very like, I'm angry and I'm upset. And like, it feels more expressive. Some people might think of that as like, that's being vulnerable. Oh, well, they can express their emotions and this person can't. But I think what happens is in both ways, neither of them are connected and neither of them are, are really vulnerable. They're just different ways of being dysregulated. You know, some people downregulate, some people, some people, yeah. you know, go, go to hyper and hypo, you know, yeah. regulation. And so I think that in conflict, sometimes what happens is there's this, this dynamic happening. Somebody's really expressive, somebody's not. What's happening is the same thing, but it gets misconstrued. Well, if you, you know, if the non-expressive or that, you know, person would be more expressive, then I wouldn't have to be so you know, mm. just regular. And it's like, well, both of them are just ways of protecting. Right. Um, and what we're talking about is vulnerability, meaning curiosity about the other's experience, empathy for it, validation about what's happened, and you're connecting I think in I that experience. First, I think we have to be curious about our own experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before I can be curious about mm-hmm. you, truly, I have to be curious about myself to know like what is happening like why am I feeling so red hot angry right now or like absolutely nothing like I've suddenly lost the ability to like feel anything what's going on for me mm-hmm. understanding that bringing that and then I can be yeah curious yeah about yeah, your experience. yeah. Oh, totally. and that's why it's so important to take breaks and disagreements right so when somebody has a moment of awareness of like oh I'm using a coping strategy or I'm feeling dysregulated right now this is the time or I need to take a break and, and and get curious with myself, get really kind and compassionate with myself and take care of my own needs, right? Rather than putting that responsibility on our partner, making our response our partner responsible for our needs, really focusing on meeting our own, regulating ourselves so that then we can have a more conscious and healthy communication pattern with our partner. Yes. Yeah, so then hold and on. then uh, well, I would say this, and this is why you disagree in front of your kids. Because there's no way your kids are going to learn this process. Yes, yeah. And then unless you unless you talk them through it, so it, you know. But at the same time, it is also what makes it complicated. Because sure. even as you're saying, we're like, you know, I guess I said it too. Like we're all saying it, like awareness of ourselves. At the same time, I'm very aware that there are three humans in our house watching us happen, watching, happen. and they are feeling like, oh, mom and dad don't agree on this, whatever the whatever mm-hmm. is. And they're aware of that. Then I'm aware of them. Then I'm aware, you know, like there's a lot happening in the life of a, a emotionally attuned parent. Well, because it's like, whoa. Well, there's... then you can start feeling concerned, like, oh, I'm making them anxious or not. Yes. And again, I, I would kind of say like, all of that's fine. People get anxious, things get uncomfortable, it gets weird, you know, it's it's much more about like, you know, kind of Explaining coming back around and saying, hey, I noticed this was happening, this was happening for me. Like, again, modeling that process of resolution. I would say we're talking about like, it is not okay to be like sitting Maybe there, yelling. like being violent and throwing stuff and, and, or yelling, and yelling and, 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 and doing all those kinds of things in front of that that's a di- that's like a different that's a different thing. Yes. What we're talking about is just like we're having a conflict over you know whatever we have conflict over you know bigger you know bigger law and it's you know yeah. absolutely. So I think what you're saying right now, Stephen, is so important. That so Stephen was talking a little bit ago about the different kind of strategies and protective strategies that come up and some classic kind of pursue and withdraw patterns that happen. And it's important to note that those probably were developed in childhood, either by watching or experiencing the emotional atmosphere of the home and kind of what the strategies were that kept you safe in your home. And so if we want kids learning other strategies, they do need the opportunity to see healthy strategies being used. But if you know, as a couple, we're not in a place to demonstrate those healthy strategies, to model those healthy strategies, then the healthiest thing we can model is taking a break, demonstrating emotional awareness. And this is where I I think meta communication about our emotional process, like overt talking aloud to ourselves is so important. I'll tell a little story because my husband and I just had a disagreement in front of our kids yesterday morning before school. It was a stressful morning. It was their first day of summer camp. Everybody, everybody was had a heightened emotions. And we were disagreeing over something so silly, like type of bagels we were going to buy at the store. 
it was so silly, but we had this moment where like he and I were going back and forth a little bit. We were both working really hard to stay regulated and the kids were listening. We could tell they, they were listening. And I, I just, I looked over at them and I explained that we were having a disagreement. They were still very loving to each other. We we're trying to understand each other's point of view. Disagreements are a healthy part of all relationships. Every relationship will have disagreements in it. And we're trying to understand each other and be kind to each other. And we went back and forth a little bit more. And then I said to my, I said, I, you know what? I'm starting to feel really defensive. I'm starting to think about words that would not be kind to say out loud. And so I need to take a break from this conversation and we can come back to it later when, when I'm feeling better about it. And that in and of itself is good modeling, you know? It's good modeling to say aloud why you're taking a break, making a plan. We made a date for when we were going to talk about it again or check in with each other if we were feeling calm enough to talk about it in front of the kids. So they knew it was going to be fine, that yeah. it was going to get resolved at some point. And anyway, that's okay. huge so that the kids know. Like, I think one of the things in terms of just like kids, well, humans, but, but kids in particular, is it's that idea of they're feeling something. And they, it makes life feel uncertain. Mm-hmm. When a kid feels uncertainty, then that's when they begin to, you know, feel anxious or, or try to fix it or feel like, oh no, like, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Those kinds of things left unresolved can create challenges for kids. But what you were just talking about doing is, is letting them know, like, hey, you're trying to make it as certain as possible. Like, this is okay. We still care for each other. I'm going to, you know, we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Like this isn't going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a resolution. And, I, and at least I know with our kids, like when there's some sense of certainty or some sense of resolution, that's what keeps you, that's what helps you regulate, right? Like dis, dysregulation, yeah. right? Dysregulated states for extreme periods of time is how we end up having you know, challenges, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and so kids. it's just modeling like, yeah. 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 And, and it's, kids it's are still very, very other regulated, right? So they are still, co- a lot of co-regulation is happening within a family system too. Absolutely. And so when parents are escalating and the regulation is kind of coming, you know, they're getting dysregulated, the kids do as well. And as we move to regulate ourselves, they also, you know, and there's also, I mean, kids derive a sense of security from the stability within the couple relationship too. So they have, they have an attachment like bond with not just each parent, but with the couple relationship as well. Exactly. Exactly. And I love the word co-regulation too. Like in our society, in our world, we have this idea that strength is independence. Mm. And a lot of what that means is isolation. Like you can go out there and make it on your own in the world and you don't need anything or anybody. Or when you're having big feelings, go off by yourself. Right, right. right. And I'm like, ah, you know, I think that actually teaches a really unhealthy way of relate. Like healthy relationships have that interdependence where you can help regulate yourself, but also you can ask for help and be helped. In other words, there can be a co-regulation process that's Mm -hmm. going on between people that you feel safe with, you know? And And I think that in a partnered relationship, one of the things that you can do is you can help co-regulate one another that doesn't mean you can't you know do things on your own or that you're codependent it just simply means that you know for me like Aaron sometimes it's really helpful to look at me and say guess what Stephen you seem to be losing your mind right now you don't seem to be aware of it could you reflect on that for a moment and I'm like you could be right (laughs) well and, and Aaron's not like how can I make that go away but like well, what would be helpful for you? Like, what, yes. what do you, oh, that's what do you the key need? right there, Steve. Not how can I make that go away, but what would be helppful for you? Right. And to be available to help, like to provide that. And if I said, well, what could be helpful for me is if you would do this, this, and that part of Aaron's co-regulation and sense of self is her to be like, no, I'm not going to, that's not something I can do for you. Like I can't fix it, mm. for you. but, but I, but I can be supportive of you. And they, they, there's a real, I think it's just a real nuance there. We need to be interdependent people who can help co-regulate one another. And that's what we can model for our kids too. It's okay 
like systems get dysregulated. That's fine. Systems can also help one another. You know, it kind of, we, we can help one another as a family. And that's what builds resiliency. That's what builds resilient systems is when there has been mild stressors that kids and families can handle that they can come back from. It's like, exercising a muscle, right? So when we're working out, we put little micro tears into our muscles and it's the repair process that makes the muscles grow and be stronger. Absolutely. It makes me think I have so many thoughts that we were just- Okay, sorry, Erin, we've been talking over you a little bit. I like it. I I, I really enjoy it. But we had this, it's just a silly story that was so powerful for me. We were on a hike this past weekend and all of a sudden, like weather starts moving fast. We live in Denver. We were on a hike in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a storm coming. And Some miles away from the trailhead where we needed, where know, we needed to know, be. Yeah. Like, but we could see it coming and like, huh, we have three little bodies who, who move fast, honestly. But like, hmm, are we going to be able to move fast enough? And it looks big. And so anyway, at a certain point, we start kind of picking up our pace a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then our oldest, who I think is just really articulate, mm-hmm. he starts saying, are you all feeling anxious? Are you too feeling anxious? Like trying to get a sense of like, should I be feeling anxious? I'm feeling anxious. So he's like, are you, are I you? I feel the energy here. Explain yeah. it. Take it yeah. out of the ether and put it into concrete terms for me. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we're like, you know, I'm not feeling anxious. I'm feeling aware that the storm is moving fast and it would be better if we were in our car when this happened. Eventually it starts raining. It's not like pouring yet, but we're all getting wet. And then he says, I wish I wasn't feeling anxious. So he and I are running beside each other. And I said, oh, buddy, like, I wish you weren't feeling anxious too. I wish I wasn't feeling anxious, but we are feeling anxious and we can do this together. We, we know where the car is. We know where the trail is. We know this trail is leading us where we need to go. We have mm-hmm. everything we need to get where we need to go. We can do this. Like we're doing this. And he's like, we're doing this. Like it just, it was just this, like, I wish I wasn't feeling this to like, well, I am feeling this and it's okay to be feeling this. Like we are going to be doing this together. And let's help each other. We can help each other. In the way that we can, in the way that we can. Uh, We get into the car. The the hail started like literally two minutes after we got it, like buckled. Um, And um, everyone's laughing. Now it's funny. Like, oh my gosh, we just ran through a huge storm. Now it's hailing and we're safe and it's okay. He was like, that was a little scary for a little bit, but it also made it kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny how those things can be true all at once, right? Like, yeah. it can be a little bit scary, a little bit fun, and we were all safe together. And we had this moment as a family, like this moment where we are running the last mile of a trail downhill, watching rain come, <laughs> and we're kind of laughing <laughs> and nervous. Like, oh, and- man. And like that moment of dysregulation and then co-regulation helps us feel connected. Yeah. And we can laugh about that. And we can, and we can use it as a resource for next time when yeah. those things happen. Like, hey, you remember that time when we were on a trail and we were worried about it? You remember, this kind of feels like that, right? It does. Do you remember how did we work through it then? Like how, how did it feel to go through it and then to have it resolved? You know, those are all resources. And so you ask like, well, how do you know what health looks like? Well, that's what health looks like. It looks like building resources that you can refer to in future times to give you strength and energy to cope in the present moment. And and you learn those things. And you learn learn it by seeing it and experiencing it and being a part of it. The other thing I loved, and I just had to say, was that the disagreement that you and your partner were having was about bagels. I can't tell you how often when we are working with couples or ourselves, <laughs> or our kids, like I think it so often comes up like it's silly what it was about because it's never about bagels, right? It's like never about bagels. Yeah. It's not about the bagels. Like that could literally be like the poster. It's, not about the, it's not about the bagels. <laughs> it's, and that is true for everybody. Our, yeah. I, our kids say this all the time. Like, well, I don't want to tell you, I feel silly saying why I think I'm feeling these things because it's about whatever, like, oh, but like, it's not about the bagels yeah. or it's not about the dishwasher or it's not about the dishes. It's about like the, the emotions in our house were at an 11 first day of camp. Like there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of things. There's all sorts of stuff. And it's not silly to fight about bagels because mm-hmm. it's important. What you're needing is connection. And I think when we can say that to our kids too, after yeah. like, you know, like mom and dad, like we, we try really hard. We love each other yeah. a lot. And we still argue about bagels. Like it felt important at the time, but really we were just needing to like connect or to like know that we, we had each other's support or whatever, the whatever is. 
Yeah. Um, it's not silly. It's not silly to argue about yeah. baseball gloves or books. It yeah. feels silly, but really like you're just needing to express something. Something does yeah. feel important. It's not about the bagels. I just think that in and of itself is so big for our kids to see that mom and dad, who they kind of view as these like, we're still pretty awesome. We're right still, now. our kids are young. Like even we fight about things that seem silly because it's important. Like anything yeah. you think is important is important because it's important, not well, because it's the bagels. Well, I think about that. So like, it's not silly. It's not a convenient. It's not bad. You to said feel. it's not inconvenient. Yeah. Yes. It's not inconvenient because I think what we tell kids is it's silly. It's inconvenient. Mm. It's bad to feel but if you think about it like well you would have a good time and laugh in front of your kids wouldn't you well yeah that's okay well well why wouldn't you disagree or feel angry or feel sad or feel hurt or feel frustrated in front of your kid like part of being a human being is being able to experience like kind of the full range of things right and so as parents we have to help our kids learn the full range of emotions right like we don't know like they don't know them and they don't have words for them and they don't have experiences with them unless, and so I'm not saying like, Hey, go get in a fight in front of you. That's just going right. to happen. Healthy like, boundaries, gonna, right? Healthy boundaries yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get in fights. I mean, you're a human being, like that's going to happen. Like you're guaranteed to have that happen in a partnered relationship. And so like helping kids know that they can feel and that feelings can be worked through and that feelings actually help connect you. They, they, like you they help too. you be, yeah. that's it. No matter what it is. No matter the feeling. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's honest. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think about half of, you know, when I work with couples, there's always one person in the couple who the idea that conflict is inevitable, that conflict is a part, a healthy part of healthy relationships, that idea is deeply uncomfortable and foreign to them. My husband grew up in a home where everything was fine. Mm-hmm. everything was fine all the time you yeah. did not have a conflict if you disagreed you stopped talking to each other for a little bit and then it never happened so that's how he grew up and so when we started having disagreements he was very worried about the state of our relationship there was a lot of insecurity there whereas me like we we fell in love and got married while I was in the midst of I was researching at a couple in at, like I was doing research on couples relationships and then and then I was in grad school for marriage and family therapy that like that's when we fell in love you know and and so it was all very like oh this is part, for me it felt very natural and normal and healthy to be having these disagreements but he was freaking out about it you know and I think that that's so common. And I think that that's one thing that he is so grateful for. And, you know, we've been to couples therapists several times, you know, just because oh, that's what couples that therapists they just, they, We're like, oh, tune up time. <laughs> like, just the check oil light came on on your car. Let's go in, you know, but, but he's so grateful that we're able to model something different for our kids so that when our kids go out and if they are blessed to be in a partnership, they know what a mutually fulfilling and healthy relationship looks like, what it feels like, you know, what it feels like to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's one of the things I think that most, like a, a great starting place is like, what was it like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly think that's like dating question. Well, that was so rev- revelatory for us. I mean, I think that one of the biggest moments for me, well, we've had a lot of big moments, but a big <laughs> one in our, in our relationship was I grew up in a home where conflict was really explosive and violent. And like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't like, I didn't mm. want to like be this sort of ragey kind of like yeah. man. You know? And that so, makes sense. Yeah. 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 Yes. So like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, and for me, the big thing was like tone, mm-hmm. like, le- like like vocal tone and how loud things were. And I just like, it just still, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of gets to me. And so Aaron grew up in a home where there's a little more debate and there's a little more interaction, a little more. And she would do those kinds of things. And I would kind of like shut down and, and I would, what kind of happened is she said, Stephen, like when you engage with me, in a conflict, she's like, that's how I know that I matter because it means it's important. When you go away like that, I don't know that I matter or know that it's important. And I had really never thought about conflict. I was like, well, conflict's just bad. 
You know, it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's loud, it's ugly, nobody's really communicating. But what she's talking about is like, can you communicate with me? Not can you just fight and scream and yell with me? And I think that, that was a really important thing for me. To, I was like, oh, I didn't know it could be different. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, and so it was a big deal. I think every partner in, well, any, no matter that if they're in a couple relationship or on their own, they have to work through that. Like, yeah. what is this like for me? What are my expectations? What is my history of this? Like know that about themselves so they know what they're bringing and what they're expecting, like what to expect from what yeah. my perspective is. And then when Stephen and I imagine like our little kids selves coming together, it's a lot. There's so much more curiosity and compassion in that conversation than just yeah. like be healthy, like stop backing off. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, like this feels scary. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more that will evoke more compassion for Steven from me than when I think of him scared. Like, well, I don't want to scare him. Like we don't, we aren't trying to, to scare each other, scare our kids. Like, oh, that's not what we're doing. Erin, um, I love that. I love yeah. that idea of kind of even just overt, like really picturing scared little Steven, scared, yeah. li- you know, like my husband's name is Dan, scared little Dan, who's in the midst of a conflict that has always felt unsafe for, for him. Oh. Yeah, how easy it would be to tap into compassion and curiosity when we're imagining our inner children are the ones having the disagreement. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. So powerful. It it really is a game changer, I think. Yeah. Because you can't. I and we so we walk couples through this. We we were talking briefly about it with you. There's a, a like sort of an empathy exercise with yeah. parenting your couple relationships. <sighs> exercise and it's part of that it's really getting into those places for yourself and then your partner doing the same for their self and then sharing that and during this exercise we highly encourage people to bring out pictures of themselves so when I'm gonna now be like coming chest to chest with Steven that I can see his little kid self oh my gosh like game changer game changer where can people get that exercise because I think everybody's going to want to go and do that with their partner I, I hope so and honestly I don't think you, it's something you don't have to do it with your partner you could do it on your own right because not everybody's partner is willing to do this like my beautiful husband is willing to do all sorts of stuff with me but that was a precondition of getting married <laughs> like when we were going we went through yeah we were like I'm if I'm going to marry you you're going to do the work with me you know but yeah not everybody is so you could do it on your own too so that's on our website or on our Instagram for that matter. But um, it's the parenting your couple relationship mm-hmm. exercise. So either our website, createyourcouplestory.com, or like you said, our Instagram handle. I don't remember what those little bubbles were called, like in They're, your bio. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, There's yeah. one that's called the parenting exercise, I think. Well, I'll book. put links in yeah. the show notes yeah. for those. Yeah, yeah. that I sounds great. And we do that with pretty much every couple. We work with. We work, we work with, and honestly... It really does, like if you think about curiosity, you think about empathy and you think about validation. Like, I think when couples like look at the, when they look at themselves, we have them look at themselves first as little kids and think about themselves and like little kid picture. And then we have them look at their partner and their little kid picture. And there's this process that they go through to reflect. You can't get that out of your awareness. Yeah, I do a similar exercise in while I'm teaching parents how to be kind and compassionate with themselves as they're making changes and learning because so often when we are triggered by our kids it's it's really to do with inner children right so I just doing this from a relational perspective is just mind-blowing to me I'm so excited that this is a resource that my listeners can access thank you yes I love it too I think as parents our kids go through different ages that or might have been challenging for us and so it's not like this one and done thing well I did the empathy exercise like so like oh now I know compassion like no like that was my children were infants or now they're toddlers or now they're like middle school whatever like it's helpful to come back into those places as our kids change too because we can't help like you were saying but you know, I keep a little picture of of myself at each of my kids ages with me all the time so as they, when they have a birthday, I go and I pick out a new photo. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, a, it's a yeah. really helpful, it's kind to yourself. It's mm-hmm. kind to your kids and for yeah. your 
got into that like oh, so this is sort of who just got brought into this mix too so like yeah. you yeah. got it's helpful to keep those things in mind. Oh, it's so important. You know, I'm right. Re- I'm being reminded of the, the movie inside out. Do you, you've the Pixar inside yeah, out movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, with the, in the brain. And there's this scene at the dinner table where you get to see the mom and the dad and the kids inner parts, all like communicating with each other at the same time. And like I, that scene is just, so important to understand it's so because we can be so focused on our own experience and what's going on in our minds but that just that scene of how like and picturing all of those little parts within your partner within yourself and within your child in the midst of a conflict that's maybe happening between the two parents being aware of that that external family system the family that you've created and the internal family system the one that's within you and within your partner and within your child i mean that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff to consider we're not you know but yeah those things don't happen in real time right so like when you're in the kitchen talking about bagels you're not having that ability to see all of it in real time which is sometimes you can sometimes you can but it takes a lot of practice and a lot of work that's that's why you have to practice when you're not in the kitchen talking about bagels and be not like mm-hmm. where you're trying to figure it out and put the pieces together, but like where you can like see the view of like, oh, I, I know what's happening. And that's when you can have that reflex of curiosity and compassion. Like, whoa, we're talking about bagels. What are we talking about? Um, and, and I think it's important to, I think, you know, so kind of all this around, you know, when, when partners or couples are, are wondering, should I disagree in front of my kids? I think part of the reason why parents don't want to do that is because they care about their kids. Like they, yeah. they, mm-hmm. and they, they want to protect their kids. But I think it's interesting. The question would be like, well, what are you afraid is going to happen? And th- then we're back to that kind of idea of self and you're like, what happened for you when you saw conflict? Yeah. Because oftentimes that's what couples are trying to protect against. Mm-hmm. And protect their kids from per- per- protect their kids from and protect, you know, themselves from whatever it is. But then what all that becomes is a place of blocked access. Like it it actually becomes like a, like a dam in the, you know, family system that the family can't get through or get past or, and, and it actually stops up relationship. It actually blocks connection. And so I think it's, it's just important for, for people to ask themselves what, like, what would happen? If I did, if I did have a, a disagreement with my partner in front of our kids, like, oh, like what would happen? What would happen to them? What would, and, and I think that just being curious even about that can give some access to, like, it's really not even about the disagreement. the disagreement in front of the kid. The question really isn't about like, should we disagree in front of our kids? It's much more about like, when we disagree in front of our kids, I become really concerned about this particular thing and I try to protect against it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important to, to think about. You know. Yeah. And I, it seems to Stephen, like you're saying that we need to be conscious of those things of, you know, that in all of our parenting, we shouldn't be parenting from a place of fear and worry and concern about what we're passing on, but rather from a place of conscious choice of, yeah. okay, so these are the things I'm worried that would happen. Now, what is it that I want to happen? What is it that I want to communicate to my kids? What do I want my kids to know about being married, about being in a partnership as they come out of being in our home? You know, what are the things I want to actively choose? And then how do I go about teaching that and modeling that to my kids and, and having disagreements, healthy disagreements, if you can, if you can be well-regulated enough, that's part there's a, there's room and space for that to happen in front of kids. And part of it's making the mistakes and going back and be like, hey, guess what? So that argument with mom didn't go so well, did it? Like, I, you know, I maybe said <laughs> this was my attitude. Oh, man. Whew. Like, we talked about it. We, you know, I, you know, I apologized. Or we were able to, like, figure out what was going on. Like, how, you know, what was happening for you? Did you, you know, one of the things we ask our kids all the time is like, what, like, when you see us disagree, what do you think is going to happen? Mm. You think we're like, because part of us is trying to assess, like, do they feel like we resolve things and like sort yeah. of the loop is closed? Or is there a bunch of like, you know, loose ends out there where they're freaking out? Like, oh no. What we hope for is for them to be like, oh no, we, you know, 
figure you'll you'll work it you know you you'll work it out or we saw you work it out or you know mom said it was a you know whatever it might be I, I think that that's the important piece is is that resolution piece not you know the journey to it you know can be as nuanced and you know kind of varied as possible I know we're probably running out of time but I do think it's interesting <laughs> it's okay to sort of opposite of what you're saying so like who have a really hard time expressing joy or gratitude openly, overtly in front of their kids. So we we have to, to stress both sides. I think just like mm-hmm. the balance of like, yes, it's okay to disagree in front of your kids. It's also okay to hug or hold hands or be yeah, like- To celebrate, to rejoice, to feel that excitement. Yeah, to express appreciation, admiration, and affection. Range, yeah. yeah. And I do think that different couples have an easier time with different things, depending mm-hmm. on the story, the, the yeah. home they're coming from, the whatever, mm-hmm. the way their relationship has gone so far. But um, all of that is healthy. All of it is good to be able to express, to have your kids hear you say like, oh my goodness, I just woke up this morning and felt like really excited to see you. It was really <laughs> fun. with you. And our kids generally roll their eyes like, mom, you know, like why would yeah. like, oh, but they like it. Like that does build something in them of like, they're okay. Just like when I say like, hey, I, did, I don't like that. Like, did you, this happened yesterday. Did you really just bring in all the dishes from our outside? We were eating outside and then just leave them in the sink like I was going to do them. And he's like, Yes, I did. Like, I, don't, I don't like that. He's like, I know. I just like, I stopped. Like, I just forgot. And then I just moved on. Like, like please don't. Like, uh, you're totally right. Like, yeah. resolution, like, full circle. Like, yeah. okay, we're okay. I just think that different couples, some couples I don't think are like, well, of course we disagree in front of our kids. What we have a harder time with is saying, yeah. Like, I just think it's different. I don't think all couples struggle That's true. Yeah. No, I, on this end. Some are really yeah. like, I could never express the depths of my love in front of my, yeah. my kids. Like, no. And again, um, like that goes probably back to what they saw growing up too. So I, I, my parents were very affectionate growing up. And so I went into marriage expecting that that's what it would be like for us. Whereas my husband very rarely saw Again, like he was one of those, his family is one of those even keel families. We just stay in the middle, right? We're just going to stay right in the safe middle. We're not going to have highs or lows. We're not going to have any of those highs or lows. That's something that's been a consistent work in progress for us, that it is safe to express affection. You know, like that's part of being in a healthy, you know, yeah, absolutely. You're so right. There's the range. Yeah. It's just, and every couple has their own, because honestly, you're, you came from that family. We're like, oh, oh yeah. Like to express like Longing, excitement like or anything like that is like, no, nah, I mean, I'll just keep that to myself. <laughs> that's not safe. That, does, that doesn't feel safe. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Totally. We want our kids to be able to do yeah. that as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so I think like to wrap up then really the idea is, is that as parents, we need to be really intentional and aware of what we're going to pass on how we live. Yeah. We're gonna that that is gonna get communicated to our kids really really clearly. You know they are watching us and learning from us all the time, and so we may as well be really intentional and purposeful in in that. And and what is it that we want our kids to know about be, being in love, about being married, about about being a family? What is it that we want? them to come away knowing from our family and and we can't control how they interpret things right so we don't have complete power over this but we do have power over our you know we have you know our locus of control is within us yeah. you know that's what we have that is where we have power and so we can be intentional in in how we show up for our family for each other for ourselves absolutely and i, and I think awareness oftentimes people become frightened of that. Like, well, I don't want to think about, or I don't want to like consider those hard things or whatever it might yeah. be. But, but in reality, awareness gives you choice. Yeah. You use the word Where, choice too. Whereas mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't have that awareness, then you, then you are, you're really, um, you're kind of limited, constricted yeah. Yeah. by um, your experience when you don't want, when you don't want to be. And so I think that that's another part of like, why awareness is is important is because then you do have that locus of control you do have that choice 
to have the life, to have the family story, to have the couple story that you want rather than just reacting to like, oh, you know, I got to stay away from this. Oh, that's uncomfortable. No, you know, those kinds of things. And unconsciously passing on patterns yeah. that you, that you didn't choose, that your family, right. that pa- your family passed right. those on to you without their conscious choice either. Every family will have a, a generation that wakes up and becomes aware, right? And I'm guessing if people are listening to this podcast, that's you, that's you, like that's us. We're that generation, you know, because you're listening to this podcast, right? You you scrolled through, you picked this one to listen to, like, that's you, my beautiful listener. And we just got to heed that call. Yes. And it honestly, there's pain in that. There is pain. There is such joy also. There's so much beauty. <laughs> and yes, it's beauty. The highs, the lows, the fullness of life mm-hmm. is that. And, and that is what we want for our kids. We aren't trying to have them have a happy, perfect life. Like, we're yeah. with them in their peaks. We are with them in their valleys. Like the hail is coming, but like we can do this together. Like I'm here with you. Like we will get there. We know we can do it, right? Yeah. Right? We know yeah. we can do it. We're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. That sense is so so beautiful and that's nothing we can tell our kid right they feel that they They have to live it yes yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh Erin Stephen this was such a fun life-giving conversation for me thank you so much for being with us thank you so much it was was really a lot of fun and really authentic it's so sincere we really appreciate this Me too. So I hope everybody listening will go follow Aaron and Steven on the Instagram. Sorry, say, say your handle once more. It's kind of long. It is <laughs> really long. long and there's periods in there. It's couples counseling for parents. Couples counseling for parents. I mean, it's exactly what it is. And it's beautiful. You have lovely, really helpful graphics and posts. And I'm really excited about the resource that you shared that's in our show notes now. Beautiful. Yeah, perfect. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for your work in this world. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. So thanks for listening today. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast and if it was helpful, leave me a review that really helps others find the podcast and join us in this really important work of, um, creating a parenthood that we don't have to escape from and creating a childhood for our kids that they don't have to recover from. And if you're listening, grab a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so that I can give you a shout out. Um, and definitely go follow me on Instagram. I'm at Laura Froyan PhD. Um, that's where you can get a behind the scenes look at what balanced conscious parenting looks like in action with my family. And plus I share a lot of other really great resources there too. All right. That's it for me today. I hope that you keep taking really good care of your kids and your family and each other, and most importantly of yourself. And just remember, balance is a verb and you're already doing it. You've got this.